This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. What? Woo! The Eagles beat them boys. Got them up out of here. I said all week, it doesn't matter that the Eagles are 5-0 if we don't beat the Cowboys. And they beat the Cowboys. And what have I heard from Cowboys fans since then? Excuse. It's a shame. Keep hearing about all this Cooper Rush stuff, man. Keep hearing from Demarcus Lawrence saying, Hey, yeah, he's good, but he haven't played the Cowboys yet. No, see, see, you fell into the same RPO traps everyone else did. And you look pretty foolish doing so. Now, their main excuses are, A, Cooper Rush was playing. Man, come on, man. There are people who said, and... In the media, too. There were Cowboys fans and people in the media that wanted Cooper Rush over Dak. I thought that was always disrespectful. He's nowhere near as good as Dak. I'm glad the Eagles exposed Cooper Rush and showed y'all he was never better than Dak. How could you say that anyway when he only threw for 102 yards in the game before they Played the Eagles. How could you say that? Clearly, they had been winning with mostly defense. They have a vicious pass rush. They have a ball hawking secondary. And they have pretty good run stopping linebackers. I thought the Eagles game plan was great. Um, they were able to run the ball. And once they lulled the Cowboys to sleep. They hit him with, you know, a fake, a read option pass. Hey, that one to seal the game, the one where, um, not not the A.J. Brown one, but the Goddard one where he was just wide open. It was either Goddard or Devontae Smith where the Cowboys had just cut it to three. Cowboys had just cut it to three, right? And then mostly, we mostly ran the ball that entire drive. And then, boom, the first pass, we fake the run, throw it to A.J. Brown. And then the second one was genius. We had the safeties and the linebackers coming up. Once again, fake read option, someone's wide open in the end zone. That was all day. And then another one, the the A.J. Brown touchdown where uh, Micah Parsons, where he kind of stayed home. On the edge, kind of was waiting for, yeah, he was waiting for Jalen Hurst to pull out on like a read option. Jalen Hurst did pull out, but A.J. Brown rolled out behind Micah Parsons and he couldn't do anything about it. That's what I'm talking about. And Trayvon Diggs was late to the party, so he was so frustrated, he threw down his helmet. That's what I'm talking about. 
That's what I'm talking about. But of course, you know, Eagles were playing around. That's the thing that makes me sick about this Eagles team. Because they'll have unstoppable offensive drives. Then they'll go cold for an entire quarter or two and let teams back in the game. Just dumb stuff. Dumb play calling. And on defense, the reason why the Cowboys got back into the game, they let them run the ball. And they let them get long kick returns. Like, what's what's up with that? Even though, once again, this is another one of the Cowboys fans' excuses, the refs. Once again, there was holding on one of those long Turpin kick returns. There was a big hold that no one saw. No one saw it but me, right? But y'all want to talk about refs. Okay. Wow. And and I think this was to cut the lead in half. To cut the lead to 20 to 10. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, second and five. He gets the ball. Runs up the middle. Brandon Graham is right there. But he can't make the tackle. You know why? Because his arm was held. He couldn't, his other arm was held, he couldn't make the tackle. So Ezekiel Elliott skedaddles to a first down, and then the next play he scores because Fletcher Cox got moved out the hole and then didn't want to pursue and make the tackle. But y'all want to talk about refs. Let's just, it, let's just get this out the way. It was both ways. Yes, C.D. Lamb got the first down. I thought he got the first down the minute I saw it. But they decided to um, they decided to call him short for whatever reason. It, his arm wasn't – listen, he stretched the ball to the first down line before his arm came down. That's the first down. Then your boneheaded coach decides to call a throw, try to hurry up before they can re- review it. Dumb. Dumb, smooth-brained, and I loved it. Didn't get the uh, first down. We're in your territory. Just makes things worse. And But also, in the goal line, there was clear block in the back, and they picked up the flag. Same guy, C.D. Lamb. They called it. They, they picked it up. Now, the last one y'all complain about the refs for is... On the interception that really sealed the game by uh, C.D. Deuce, who had two interceptions, I love that pickup. He brings a nice energy and experience to our secondary, and I love it. Cooper Rush, that was not, and I repeat, that was not roughing the passer. Bro, first of all, why can't your tackle block Brandon Graham? Brandon Graham got him. He came around that edge. Your tackle had no chance. And literally, it was bang, bang. Literally a millisecond after Andy Dalton threw the... I said Andy Dalton. I said, I, see, I made the mistake someone else made. As soon as Cooper rushed through the ball, like a millisecond after he threw the ball, he got hit. And he got hit in the chest. He didn't get hit in the head. He didn't get thrown down like Tom Brady. He didn't get thrown down like Derek Carr. No penalty. Great call. Great no call. Stop crying so much, man. All these excuses. 
I thought your defense was supposed to be so good. When you cut the lead to three, you're not supposed to give up a damn near five, six-minute drive. And you better be glad we was playing around at the end of the game because that nine-point lead we had, oh, yeah, we missed the field goal, by the way. That's why it was a nine-point lead. No, wait, we tried to go for two and didn't get it. Okay, I don't know why. But you had to be glad we was playing around in the game because it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. We could have won by, I don't know, 17, 20 points. You better be glad we was playing around. We made Ezekiel Elliott turn back the clock. I didn't think that was possible. But I'm glad the birds won, but the Cowboys fans' excuses have got to stop. Y'all got to stop crying so much. I thought y'all were going to expose my birds, and you did not. Now the birds are 6-0 for the first time since 2004. See what I mean? Like that. I See, I knew, I think after the Washington game, I was like, this team reminds me a lot of 2004. And you know what's ironic? They were 7-0 going into the Steelers game. But this time, it won't be 7-0 because we got to buy. However, that Steelers game back in 04, that game was in Pittsburgh, a place we haven't won since the 90s. And Pittsburgh finished the season like 17-2. They were... 16 and 2, yeah. They were 16 and 2 that season. They were the best team in the league. Them and the Patriots. Like, them, the Patriots, and us. So, that was, yeah, that, that was different. This Steelers team, now, they did beat the Bucks. They, they got blown out by the Bills, though. But they did beat the Bucks, so they are kind of dangerous. I think we can beat this Steelers team. Not only do I think, well, I can't say I know either because it's just them beating the Bucks. even though the Bucks are struggling offensively. Even though the Bucks are struggling offensively and they do some dumb bonehead stuff like like penalties and, and stuff, I still think they're a good team and the Steelers beat them. The one thing is, they're, they got an underrated pass rush without T.J. Watt. And that's what's blowing my mind. And they also got Mika Fitzpatrick, who who is incredible. I think the world the world of him. So we got to watch out for him. It's not going to be that easy of a game. And George Pickens, now, we, like I said, we got a veteran secondary. It's not quite L.O.B., but it's I like it. We got to stop him. Deontay Johnson is still capable. Claypool is still capable. Fire Muth is the uh, X factor. <clears throat> if they can stop the run better than they did against the Cowboys, Najee Harris won't be a factor. Is he even playing? Anyway, but still, they're going to start Trubisky or Pickett. I'm very confident that we can get to them. Let's keep their defense. Okay, let's 
Let's wear out their defense because that's the strength of their team. Let's take their pass rush out of the game. If we can do that, the Eagles should roll, and we'll be 7-0 just like the 0-4 team heading into the Texas game, 7-0 going on the road, but again against an inferior team. Now, I picked the Eagles to lose that game in the preseason prediction schedule release. I picked them to lose that game at the Texans because it's just everything about that game, it seems like a trap game. But I don't know, man. The Texans are just not that good. But if we can just stop Pierce, if we can stop Pierce, I think we'll be fine because I'm not I'm not afraid of the passing game whatsoever. But I'm looking ahead. I'm happy for my birds. They beat the Cowboys, and I had the time of my life on Sunday night. I really did. Now them Sooners finally back in the win column. Finally. What? Finally. After a three-game losing streak and half the fan base saying we're going to finish 3-9, and nine, the Sooners look like the Sooners again. The offense played to its potential. I was like, this is how it's supposed to look. Being back bow, drive after drive, just run, pass, read option. It, it That's how it's supposed to look. Clearly, the quarterback was a difference. But that just shows that we have no depth. We lose a few people, and all of a sudden, we getting blown out. It's not good. It's not sustainable. So we got to do... Everything we can to keep these people healthy, or we're not, or we're gonna be seven and five. I, and I'm being nice, more like maybe six and six, five and seven, if we don't keep everyone healthy. That's all that Kansas game showed me. And still, defensively, we have problems. First quarter, we couldn't stop anybody, second and third quarter. We was on our grind. They finally got back to pressuring the quarterback and ball hawking on defense. And then in the fourth quarter, once we got a little bit of a lead, start loafing. Let them back in the game. Let them back in the game so much so that I almost won my parlay. Let me tell you what my parlay was that weekend. And I almost got it. So first thing first, the whole parlay was centered around Kansas plus eight and a half. And I'm mad because the line closed at Kansas plus 10. But when I took the bet, they had lowered it to eight and a half. It was nine literally all week. And then all of a sudden on Friday, they made it eight and a half. I don't know what they were doing out there, but they definitely got me. I guess I was a sucker. I thought it was a joke. I was like, the way the Sooners been playing lately, and I don't know if DG's playing. Oh, this is easy money. Obviously, if DG wasn't playing, they would have moved the line. He was playing all along. And I was like, even then, I wasn't confident that the Sooners were going to blow the Kansas out, was going to blow Kansas out. 
I wasn't even sure if they were gonna beat Kansas. So I laughed, I laughed, and I thought I was gonna laugh straight to the bank. Since the payout is so bad from Kansas plus eight and a half, I had to make it a parlay. So then I took Capitals by two. I was like, okay, they lost their first two games. They're playing the Canadians. They're clearly better than the Canadians. And I was right. And the Capitals won by exactly two points. I was like, okay, I'm I'm got some here. I took Iowa State plus 15 and a half because I thought that was ridiculous. Because I was like, first of all, a Matt Campbell team is just not going to get blown out like that. Second of all, I don't think Texas is all that good. We just play like crap against them. So I was like, oh, that's easy. I'll take that. I'll take Iowa State plus 15. And Iowa State damn near won the game. They only lost by three. I was right. So that's another one I got right. The final leg of the parlay was Real Madrid money line. I had them winning and Real Madrid won. Listen, I put in 20 bucks. I would have won $1,000 if Kansas covered. And they did not. And you know and you know what sucks? They made it close. they made it a 10-point game. At the end of the game, all they had to do was get another garbage time cut touchdown. They would have covered and I would have had $1,000. Bruh. Game over. I'm sick. Man. I was so close. I was so close to an extra G, man. I would have been so happy if I got that, man. It's all good. I guess it wasn't God's plan, just like it wasn't in God's plan for me to watch OU Texas. I'm still very thankful for that. So the Sooners got a buy. I got a, a, rare, a rare weekend in football where the Sooners and the Eagles are not playing. So I'll probably fall back, even though there are some good matchups in NFL and NCAA, I'll probably fall back on watching football for the most part. I'm still going to watch some of those 1 o'clock games. I'll fall back on watching football for a little bit and maybe do some lift. I got to ref two games anyway on Saturday, so ain't too much college football I'm going to get to watch anyway. So, hey. Yeah, it is what it is. Glad the Sooners won. Got Iowa State next. At Iowa State, I'm telling you, man, we're going to have to play really well. Because Iowa State's on a losing streak, and they're at home, and Matt Campbell is their coach. They're going to be very tough to beat. We're going to have to – they have one of the worst offenses in the Big 12. They might have the worst offense in the Big 12. But their defense keeps them in every game. I'd be very careful if I was the Sooners. But then again, our defense isn't having been all that lately, so maybe their offense can keep up. It's just something to look forward to. I'm going to leave that day blocked off so I don't have to ref, so I will definitely be watching that game regardless. So let's see what happens. Let's go Sooners, baby. Let's go. All right, real quick. Tennessee, Alabama, and TCU, Oklahoma State. Those were the two biggest games, in my opinion, 
Now, there were some other ones like Michigan, Penn State. Michigan just, I don't know, they just overpowered Penn State. Penn State tried to make it a game. I saw that. But Michigan was just too much. But it doesn't matter. Just like with the Eagles and the Cowboys, it don't matter unless you just, unless you beat Ohio State. I, I don't, I'm not, I don't care about none of that. I don't care. You got to beat Ohio State. You got to beat Michigan State. I don't care about none of that. Also, uh, Auburn thought they was going to get ran out of Ole Miss, and they didn't. They made it a game, but they still lost. Now, to the main event. Tennessee-Alabama instant classic. Props to Alabama for coming back. They could have folded their tent like Ohio State against Purdue a few years ago. (laughs) They could have folded their tent. They did not. They fought. They were down 28 to 10. And then the next thing you know, it's 28-28. But how in the world do you let number 11 from Tennessee get five touchdowns? You made this guy look like a world beater. And after they tied the game up 28-28, I made a tweet that said, oh, Alabama quit playing around. The minute I tweeted that, two minutes later, number 11 gets behind their defense and scores. And I was just watching the highlights, and it was just back and forth, back and forth. And it's just like Alabama had a seven-point lead like four minutes to go, and they had what looked like was going to be a pick six, but it was a pass interference. When Alabama loses these games, they have dumb penalties, dumb breakdowns, it's kind of like the Eagles sometimes. But this team is still a force to be reckoned with. They only lost one game. That Gibbs kid from Alabama is so shifty, and he makes it look so easy. I'm about to talk about making it look easy later. But he just makes it – he's just so effortless when he cuts and makes people miss. I can't wait till he gets to the NFL. Uh, one of the announcers, one of the uh, commentators said they remind he reminds them of Alvin Kamara. I can see that. I would love to have Gibbs on the Eagles because Miles Sanders is good. Boston Scott is good. Gainwell is good. But this guy could be special. I can see a little bit of Reggie Bush, too. So and, and he's thicker than Reggie Bush. So he, he can be able to, to handle that contact in the NFL. Like, I, man, this guy, I, I love that guy. He's my favorite player on Alabama. He just is. He's just he's really good. But they but Alabama let that game get to overtime because their kicker missed the field goal. But to be honest, now going back to my favorite player on Alabama, Gibbs, he dropped a pass that would have gave them a first down. That would have either made it an easier field goal or they could have punched it in to end the game. They just keep doing dumb stuff, man. How could you win an SEC title? You keep doing dumb stuff. You're clearly really talented. They're talented enough to win it all. Offense, I don't know. The defense is loafing. Ain't no way someone should get five touchdowns receiving. But I think their defense can make a play when they have to. And that might be all you need to win the title. 
But, man, credit to Tennessee putting up all them points. And, boy, their fans are going crazy. Putting the goalposts in the river, rushing the field, president smoking a cigar saying, oh, we'll replace this later. And all the other videos I've seen of, of people in and around Knoxville just going crazy. I'm like, uh, okay, keep that same energy, though. Because, you know, you still have to play against Kentucky and Georgia. You beat Florida. Good job. But you still have to play Kentucky and Georgia. Not easy games. And then on top of that, you have to play in the SEC championship against Alabama, probably, or Ole Miss. Not going to be easy games. I promise you. So, uh, you ain't really doing anything yet. Good win. Fun to watch. But you ain't doing nothing yet. Y'all going way too hard. Y'all doing way too much. Oh, and Hendon Hooker got to be the favorite for the Heisman. He has to be. I, I just don't see anyone that's in the stratosphere. Bryce Young would be if he didn't get hurt. I mean, Stroud hasn't played anybody. Uh, Gibbs, once again, I, I guess you could throw Gibbs in there. He's pretty good to me. I don't know who else. Someone from Ole Miss, maybe. They're undefeated. Um, I'm trying to think. Maybe. Nah, I don't think. TCU got multiple people. I'm about to talk about them real soon. Got multiple people you can put in there. Uh, I don't know. I, it, it looks like it's Hendon Hooker's Heisman to lose. It's just how he plays against Kentucky and Georgia will give him the Heisman. If he played well against those guys, it's, it's not a debate. He's going to win the Heisman. Period. Now, TCU and Oklahoma State. TCU won, and I didn't think they would. And the game was going exactly how I thought it would. TCU got down 24-7. And for some inexplicable reason, Oklahoma State only scored six points in the second half. I, I just don't understand. It, I guess TCU is for real. Either TCU is for real or Oklahoma State isn't that good. Because how? Miller, number 33, is still running through people. They can't. That guy, number one from TCU, he, he killed us too. He he had a hell of a game. I don't have his stats, but, man, he killed it. He absolutely killed it. Because um, this guy, Oklahoma State couldn't stop him. He's clearly going to be first team. He's clearly going to be first team all Big 12 because this guy's unreal. They they might have two or three receivers that could be first team all Big 12. But they got Kansas State coming up, and I, I want Kansas State to win, but I want Kansas State to win. However, TCU is a better team going off the eye test. This got Quentin Johnston, that's his name, number one. Eight receptions, 180 yards, and a touchdown. Damn! 
This dude is the real deal. They got two receivers. I think him and number 18. The tall, tall guys on the outside that got a little bit of speed. And Dugan, who lost his job in preseason, he's just been balling. He don't turn the ball over. He throws accurately like this guy. And he can run. Like, it's just, this team might be better than I thought. And then Spencer Sanders turned into Spencer Sanders of old. It's just unbelievable. Um. Oh, I was wrong about them only scoring six points. Yeah, no, I was right. <laughs> they only scored six points in the second half. But they scored ten points in overtime. Once again, it, it's just like the Alabama-Tennessee game where Oklahoma State, better team, uh, in overtime. Was it overtime? No, no, it wasn't. Alabama and Tennessee ended in regulation. That's another thing. Less than 20 seconds ago, Alabama gave up two big pass plays to have Tennessee kick a game-winning field goal. And the game-winning field goal was blocked, and it still went in. It's just unbelievable to me how Alabama choked that game after coming all the way back. But back to Oklahoma State. Once again, they kicked the field goal. TCU scored a touchdown. That was the end of it. And, of course, TCU still in field. They're undefeated. They're 6-0. Kansas State, I think, has two losses, right? Or one loss. But Kansas State is undefeated in the conference. So, this might be. This might be. Oh, they're five and one. Their only loss was two was against Tulane, which I still don't understand. But basically, TCU's the better team. The game's at TCU. Bro, it I got TCU winning. I, I want Kansas State to win, but I got TCU winning. Like, um, this could be a Big Twelve championship preview. This turned into this turn this this game went from Battle of the Mid in the preseason to Big 12 championship preview in the fall, midseason. What? I just cannot believe it. All right, enough football. The NBA is back. The NBA is back, and already it's the same storylines about the Lakers. They don't have enough shooting. LeBron is carrying them. Westbrook is not good enough. He might not should be starting. They need to trade him. He don't fit on this team. It's the same stuff. New season, same stuff. Not sure if they're going to beat the Clippers tonight. It's Thursday, right? Not sure if they're going to beat the Clippers tonight. The NBA. Of course, I mean, I can't really blame the schedule makers. You want to make as much money as possible. But, man, what the hell? Of course, they couldn't resist going Curry against LeBron, even though the Warriors and the Lakers are on different levels. The Warriors are way better than the Lakers, obviously. But they had to do it because it's LeBron versus Curry. They just had to do it. They couldn't resist. Sixers versus Celtics, not bad. So you have the two teams that were in the finals last year playing on their home court. I guess. But you could have put Luka out there. Hey, listen, that Mavs-Suns game last night was dope. That could have been a season-opening game. You could have put Trey Young in New York in the season-opening game. 
Trey Young versus Luka. I've been begging for that for prime time, but y'all refuse to do it. I guess I guess the ratings don't really back me up on that. Man, you could have did Jokic versus Embiid. There's so many. You could have did Nets versus Sixers. The Nets Pelicans was yesterday. You could have did that on opening night. But no, you had to do Curry versus LeBron. I'm going to smack you. Okay, maybe not, but I want to. Terrible. Why we had you why you make us watch that? Sixers and and Celtics, all right. That's okay. Still could have had a better matchup in that slot too. But Lakers Warriors? Get up out of here, son. You all loafing. That's crazy, man. NBA schedulers, schedulers getting on my nerves. I, You know what? I think I hyped this when the schedule came out. I shouldn't have. I was an idiot. Or did I roll my eyes at LeBron versus Curry again? I don't know. Or you could have did the LeBron versus Luka, which you're doing for Christmas. Could have put that on opening night. Y'all loafing, bro. Y'all loafing. But at least... The Lizards, I mean the Wizards, are 1-0. Thank God. They beat the Pacers, a team they are clearly better than. But this game got on my nerves because they kept taking double-digit leads. But the Pacers just kept coming back. They just could not guard Halliburton. They made Benedict Mathurin look like a fringe all-star. Buddy Hill did his thing. And this is and, and, and this is with Miles Turner being out. Some freak accident had him out pregame. I don't know what happened there. I, I don't get how he rolled his ankle stepping on a ball boy or something. I, that was weird. I, I don't know what happened there, but they didn't have Miles Turner. You're supposed to blow this team out. But you couldn't stop Halliburton. Just breakdowns all over the place. So I can tell this team's not going to play much defense. But offensively, I like what I see. I told you we got a low-key big three with Bill, Porzingis, and Kuzma. And who are the leading scorers? Bill, Porzingis, and Kuzma. Monte Morris is going to add some medium scoring. And, you know, he had a good, you know, he was – he had 7.6 assists and two steals. That's not bad. That's not bad. I love it. It's just this team need to play some defense. All these long centers we got in Gafford and Porzingis, and we can't stop anybody. But I think it's a perimeter. If we can figure out perimeter defense. Oh, Denner, Denny Avia, who's probably one of our better perimeter defenders, did get hurt. But still, we almost let them come back. Bro, we had double-digit leads all game. And we had one late in the game, like three minutes ago. How was it a three-point game with 30 seconds to go? How? Already, already the Wizards getting on my nerves. And this is against a team, an inferior team. This is against an inferior team. I can't imagine us going against the Nets, the Bucks, 
Well, the Nets lost to the Pelicans. They don't play defense either. Um, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Warriors. <laughs> I can't imagine. This is not good. But, you know, we won. Maybe I should be happy about that. We'll fix some things, you know. Uh, Will Barton, 14 points off the bench. Oh, my God. Y'all in trouble. If he going to play like that off the bench, y'all might be in trouble. We figure out this defensive thing, we might not be in a playing game. We might be top six. But I'm not confident they're going to fix it. But, hey, good job, Wizards. NBA is back. Um, the second, the second night on Wednesday night was clearly way better than the first night. Clearly, the Suns and Mavericks game was outstanding. That finish was unbelievable. Damon Lee, I didn't think he was capable of what he did in that fourth quarter. He was unbelievable. I didn't think Christian Wood could go on a sixteen nothing run by himself. I, 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 it was unbelievable. Luca was kind of choking, but he made a big and one to tie the game. Only for the team to give up a game-winning bucket to Damon Lee, and then you know Luca missed a deep three at the end, which I, I think he could have. He could have. I don't know. I like the move. He kind of looked like he was gonna go to the rim. And then all of a sudden, he hit a crossover, and he took that three. But it was way too deep of a three. I think he could have got closer. Anyway, that was a hell of a game. We had great games, great debuts all over the place. And I'm excited about where the season's going. I mean, Memphis and and the Knicks went to overtime. Wow. Um, And Zion's back. Once again, effortless 25-9. and this kid, man, he now nah, he make it look easy too. If he can just stay healthy, automatic all star, automatic. It's too easy. He if he, he's gonna average twenty seven and ten, and you can't stop him. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited. Now the Caps are back on schedule. The Caps are back on schedule. So, they lost to Boston, which gets on my nerves because I can't stand them. They lost to Toronto, a game where we got down early, came back, and then just let Austin Matthews do his thing. Then, uh, we punished the Canadians at home. We're supposed to do that. I'm glad they did. Against the Canucks, I was watching this game in the first period. And from what I seen, I was like, oh, we're clearly the better team. Clearly, but yet they let them hang around and they scored this goal, right? Where it was a breakaway and it looked like a routine save for Darcy Kemper, right? The joint bounced over his pad like it was playing hopscotch or frogger and it went in the goal. And I was like, are you kidding me, man? Are you serious? And then I had to go do lift. And then we go on to give up three goals. And all of a sudden, we're down four to two. I I was like, what are we doing? This team can't be that good. And I was right. Because the Capitals 
scored the last three goals. And Ovi scored two goals himself. Boy, oh boy. This team is something else, boy. I We're going to have to figure out this defense thing. Kind of like the Wizards. The Wizards and Capitals are in agreement. They're looking like twins right now. They got an old. They both got older rosters that need to figure out defense. But the Caps, I guess they're not looking like Cap right now. They're they're look they're right on schedule. They're looking like what they be looking like. <laughs> I need to get to a game, man. I really do, cause Caps games are so much fun. Uh, I I will be working on that. I will look at the schedule and see. I need to get to a Capitals-Penguins game. Now, that's a game I need to go to. Once again, me, the second show in a row, me mentioning Pittsburgh. But seriously, I need to get to a Caps-Pens game. But, yeah, the Caps, 2-2, two and two, back on track. This is a veteran team. I, I knew they were going to figure it out eventually. Uh, but at the beginning of the season, they were looking like all cap. Maybe it was because they were playing better teams. The last two teams they played were either rebuilding or just below average. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens going forward. But the Caps are back. <laughs> uh, I got to update the, um, I think off the top of my head, the, um, off the top of my head, the standings, the Golden L standings for the fall winner. So far in the lead has got to be the Commanders. They're two and four. They're the only losing team in the standings. So they're winning. Of course they are because this team is a joke. <laughs> and they was in one of the worst games of the season against the Bears, which they shouldn't have won. I don't even want to talk about Snyder and and um. Ron Rivera, I've heard enough of that. But team is a joke. Can't do anything right. So, of course, they're number one in the standings, in the Golden L standings. Uh, the Caps are 500, and then the Wizards are at 1,000, so they're in last. So, yeah. So, I guess Golden L for fall, winter, goals, Caps, Commanders. No, it goes Commanders, Caps, Wizards. I kind of hope. It stays that way. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, real quick, the MLB playoffs. Uh, okay, the Yankees, after all them delays, they pulled it out against the Guardians. When the Guardians went up 2-1, I really thought the Guardians were going to win it all. And then Josh Naylor did the whole rock the baby. <laughs> he did the rock the baby. That joint was sick, bro. That was sick. He got some swag for that. I thought, you know, well, part of me thinks it's sick and a part of me think it's extra because you're playing baseball and baseball players are kind of soft sometimes. So I was like, you're going to do that and they're going to beam. They're going to beam a baseball at your head. Probably they didn't do it. The Yankees didn't do it. But also I was like, if you lose this series, they're going to throw this celebration right back at you. But the playoffs. I've just seen some crazy celebrations and Reese hops Reese Hoskins after hitting that home run against the Braves. He slammed his bat down and the crowd went absolutely crazy. That had to have been the loudest I've ever heard the Phillies crowd. They went nuts. 
I'm starting to warm up to the Phillies, you know, because a good portion of them are Eagles fans. So I kind of got a gist of what they're like, you know, and I've been to several Nationals Phillies games. You know, their, their fans are cool, you know, and they, they've they been going. They went absolutely nuts in a wild card. So, listen, they're coming back to Philly tomorrow. It's going to be lit. The Padres fans were lit. They beat the Dodgers. Um, so that, that series is 1-1. You know, I don't know who I want to win. I'm leaning towards the Padres because they're not in the Nationals division. But then again, the Phillies fans and their players are just so cool, man. They just they're just so fun to watch. So I don't know, man. I, I don't really care who wins. And you know, I had a I had a lift passenger from San Diego. He was a real nice guy and kind of convinced me to kind of root for the Padres. And I lo I didn't promise him I was gonna root for the Padres, but I was like, you know what? Maybe I could root for the Padres just for you. But I I I don't know, man. I don't know who I want to win. But it's one one and that's good for me. I want this thing to go seven. That's the best case scenario for me because I, I'd love to see that. The Astros and the Yankees, once again. Why is this looking like the Nationals run? This is how it's kind of the Nationals run kind of look like this. They won the wild card. They beat, they beat you know, one of the top two seeds. The Dodgers and the Braves both got eliminated in the first round. Then they go in the second round against the team that upset the Braves or the Dodgers. And then they take care of them, and then they go to the World Series, and they play against the Astros. Why is this looking like the same thing for the Phillies? It's looking like it. it, it it's mirroring the Philly, the Nationals run. But I don't know if it's going to turn out like that. I think the Padres are going to a much tougher opponent than the Cardinals was in 2019. Oh, boy. I cannot wait. Oh, my God. I just saw this. I just I just seen something. Bruh, LAFC and LA Galaxy in the playoffs? Ooh, I might have to see that or maybe record it or something. Man, that sounds good. But, yeah, MLB playoffs, um, Yankees already down 1-0 to the Astros. I mean, after all those delays and celebrating after beating the the Guardians, they they still kind of made it a game against the Astros. But the Astros, on paper, is the better team, and they're probably going to win, and it's probably going to be Astros versus don't even matter who comes out of the Padres and Phillies, the Astros probably going to be the favorites, but I hope whoever comes out of the Padres and Phillies wins it all. I hope so. And I hope it's a pot. I kind of hope it's a Padres. But the Phillies winning a title, I, I, I would love to see how their fans react. I know they're going to go crazy. But then again, that doesn't help for National League East bragging rights because that would be... The Phillies, what, second title? Second title since 2000? Yeah, that doesn't do well for NLE's bragging rights. <laughs> but their fans, their fans kind of deserve it.
All right. What do we got now? Okay, go level combo. Go level combo. So here we go. So this episode's go level combo is just take that L to make it look easy. Just take that L to make it look easy. Gibbs being so quick, Zion being so good and powerful and making it, you know, look easy to get 25 and 9 despite not playing for like a year and a half. They put in work, man. They put in work. They took that L. They got hurt. They had to put their body through hell just to get in the condition to, you know, cook their opponents like that. You know, that, that's what I got to do to make GOAT level as big as it should be. Oh, my God. Oh, they said Dallas players reportedly told Zerani that he doesn't belong on the same field last season. Oh, my God. See, Cow- see that's why Cowboys fans don't need to be crying because they be talking too much trash. Anyway, back to the GOAT level combo. Gotta take that L in life to get to a point where you're just churning out W's and you're just destroying everything and destroying everything in your path, destroying every obstacle in your path and making it look easy while doing it. Hey, it's the calm before the storm. That's how I, I, I sum this up. Just taking that L's at first up front Leads to all them W's at the end. And it's going to be easy. You'll have a smile on your face. The whole time. The whole time. It's nothing. And you're going to be wondering, like, how do I, how do you make it look so easy? Because of all the work you put in before. And that's what I got to do. That's what I've sucked at most of my life. But you know I got this. And you got this too. Yeah, you already know. All right, man. That's the end of the episode. GoatLevelTees.com for everything Goat Level. Coming back next episode with some fire, baby. And you already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.